0: These are challenging times, but you don't have to navigate them alone. Welcome to How Can I Help? I'm Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and best-selling author. And I'm here every week to answer your most pressing questions, hopefully with understanding, insight, and advice. I hear it every day. I'm addicted to chocolate, or I'm addicted to watching Real Housewives. Is that real? Am I really addicted? While overeating can be a compulsive behavior, chocolate and Real Housewives do not an addiction make. This patient of mine, Susan, was a lovely woman in her mid-40s who spoke often about her intractable shoe addiction. She had many more pairs than she could use or afford, and yet she found it nearly impossible to pass up a pair that caught her eye. When something was stressing her out, she bought shoes. When she felt sad, she bought shoes. When she was happy and wanted to celebrate something, yes, she bought shoes. So she surmised this must be an addiction. The definition of an addiction has changed over the years. Historically, an addiction required both a physical and a psychological dependence on a chemical which directly affected the brain. This meant a substance such as alcohol or tobacco, drugs, and not a behavior. Today, many people use the term addiction to refer not only to substance dependence, but also the psychological dependence a person can feel about a behavior they are doing, like gambling or eating, having sex, exercising, working, shopping, watching pornography, or being on a computer. But is the mechanism of addiction the same for a behavior as it is for a drug? The answer is no. Substances change body and brain chemistry and cause of physiologic withdrawal when the addicted person stops using them. A rise in blood pressure, feeling nauseous, sweaty, having tremors, those are all signs of physiologic addiction withdrawal. On the other hand, behaviors that you need to repeat over and over again, despite not always wanting to do it, And then feeling discomfort if you don't do it is really called a compulsive behavior. If the earlier patient I mentioned forced herself not to buy shoes for a week or two, she did not get the shakes. But what she did find is that she easily lost the willpower to avoid the purchase, despite the fact that she was risking her marriage because her husband was furious and her family's financial well-being because, in fact, they could not afford all these shoes. And her husband really was completely fed up. Actually, I've seen many patients who are dealing with some compulsive behavior or another. People who can't stop checking their phone and internet such that they waste huge amounts of time that they don't have, and they anger spouses and children who can't seem to keep their attention. Men and women who exercise every day for hours at a time, even though their body or their family is screaming, enough. The interesting thing is that usually someone with a compulsive behavior does not come to see me for that problem because they don't want to see those behaviors as a problem and they don't really want to stop. They're often already my patient because they're struggling with depression or anxiety or relationship problems. But then when we look at what's going on, we find that someone is also suffering from repeating an act over and over again that's seriously compromising their life. I had another patient, a woman I'll call Meg, who saw me as her last stop before getting gastric bypass surgery. She felt it was her only hope given her level of unhealthy obesity. And yet, She also knew that she had secretly and compulsively been eating bags of candies and cookies for years. She ate in the corners where no one could see. She ate till she felt sick and she could barely remember everything she had crammed in when the moment was over, following which she was racked with guilt. She suffered from compulsive eating and it was actually slowly killing her, but she couldn't stop. Interestingly, during the treatment, she told me that she was increasingly concerned about her 15-year-old child who was playing video games night and day. His grades were slipping. He stayed up late night playing. He only wanted to hang out with friends who would play video games with him, and it was causing many arguments at home. Playing video games can also become an obsession and compulsive behaviors run in families. The exact cause of compulsive behaviors is not completely understood and can vary from person to person. A number of different issues seem to contribute, An imbalance in chemicals in the brain called neurotransmitters may be a cause in certain compulsive behaviors, such as having sex, gambling, shopping, and eating. Sexual compulsions are sometimes seen in diseases that damage the brain, like multiple sclerosis and Huntington's disease. Genetics can play some role as compulsions, as I mentioned, do run in families. The environment you grow up in can influence compulsive behavior by either learning a habit you've seen or by reacting to adversity, by relieving the tension with this behavior. Compulsions are often linked to psychological distress. So anxiety and depression can lead to compulsive sex or gambling, shopping, eating and contribute to just about any compulsive behavior you can think of. The mind tries to deal with feeling anxious by acting something out that temporarily relieves nervousness. So the excitement of gambling, or the comfort of eating, or the thrill of sex, the high of the purchase, all tend to, for that moment, drown out the sadness or the worry. But of course, as soon as the moment is over, The bad feeling is still there, and hence the need to repeat the behavior over and over again. It's also believed that in some cases, the brain circuitry that is stimulated with compulsive behaviors is close to that involved in addiction to some drugs. Hence, the feeling of a high produced when the behavior is done. And unfortunately, the more you use that neural circuitry, the stronger it becomes making it extremely difficult to just quit. Because behaviors we are talking about when done in moderation are normal behaviors and often enjoyable parts of life, it can be difficult to tell or admit when you have crossed the line. So I advise, ask yourself these questions. Are you preoccupied with planning and doing the behavior much of the time? Is doing the behavior negatively affecting one or more areas of your life, such as relationships or work or finances? Are you secretive about the behavior much of the time? And have you tried to stop the behavior, but unsuccessfully, or for a little while, only to restart again? If you answer yes to any of these questions, you may be struggling with a compulsive behavior and need some help. So today, I have a question from a listener who thinks she has an addiction. So let's take a listen and see, how can I help? How can I help with Dr. Gail Saltz will be back after this short break. Dear Dr. Saltz, I find myself looking at my Instagram a lot. At first I thought, well, it's a great way to stay connected to people I like and show them what I'm up to. And I do find it fun deciding what to post and looking at other posts. But over time, I find I'm looking all the time. I find myself thinking about looking even if I just looked 10 minutes ago. I think if I added it up, I spend a lot of time on Instagram, and truthfully, I don't really have a lot of extra time. It's made me think about not doing it so often, but I find it really hard to stop, and I just seem to keep doing it anyway. Is this an addiction? Am I addicted to Instagram? And if I am, how do I stop? If you are spending so much time either on Instagram, thinking about going on Instagram, trying not to go on Instagram, that it is interfering with some aspect of your life, your relationships because other people get annoyed that you're always on the phone, even while you're with them, that you don't have time to see them in person, or your work is being compromised because you're on your phone and you're not going to bed at a reasonable hour because you're on your Instagram then while social media cannot cause you to be physiologically addicted, it can cause you to feel psychologically addicted because you feel such a rewarding feeling doing it that you can't cut back easily and it's interfering with your life. This would actually be called a compulsive behavior. It does sound like this is the issue here. If cutting back has proved unsuccessful for you, I'd suggest a full stop for two weeks and a reset. This will not be easy initially, but by taking a full stop holiday, as in remove the app from your phone, you will be uncomfortable for the first few days. You'll be thinking about it. But then over time, that feeling will dissipate and you'll spend some time feeling good unencumbered by the needy feeling of having to check. I have to look. So once you've been clean, so to speak, for a few weeks, you can consider returning. But I would really advise that you make a strict time limit rule for yourself. Like, I look once for 10 minutes in the morning, and then I don't look again until the evening where I look once for, again, 10 minutes. Follow your own rules rather than letting it creep up again. If over time you are unable to do this, it may be that Instagram or social media is a real Achilles heel for you, and you might be better off without it. I hope that was helpful. When you're struggling with a compulsive behavior of any kind, there are some things you can try on your own. Most important is to admit to yourself that you have a problem. Without being honest with yourself, you can't really address quitting. In the same vein, it can be very helpful to tell someone else you realize you have a problem. They can help you to be honest with yourself. Understand what is driving this behavior. Is there some, for example, sexual trauma you suffered in the past that makes sex compulsive for you? Are you terrified of looking heavy like your mother as you age and this is making you stay in the gym night and day? Are you feeling depressed every time you have nothing to do and so you keep trolling the internet just to be distracted by something? Examine what's behind the behavior. Because doing the behavior is so reinforcing, one tactic is to interrupt the behavior. For example, try postponing the behavior. When you go to check that email again, tell yourself, in one hour, and wait. Rather than just postponing longer and longer, be erratic about it. Delay by two hours, then by 10 minutes, then a full day. The point is to remind yourself that you are actually in charge, not your compulsive behavior. Another technique is to change the way you do it. Rather than, for example, shoveling in sweets, substitute other foods or do your exercise routine out of order. Again, this can help shake up the ritualistic nature of compulsive behavior. The goal, of course, is to work towards just not doing the behavior compulsively, which means cutting way down, not necessarily never doing it at all. This is hard because the trigger is often doing the behavior at all and obviously you cannot and should not, for example, avoid eating or having sex. But some problems like gambling, shopping, and internet pornography may require you to stop completely in order to end the compulsion because even a taste will throw you back into a pattern. So it depends what type of compulsive behavior we're discussing. Psychotherapy can be very helpful. A combination of psychodynamic psychotherapy to understand the roots of the behavior with a cognitive behavioral training to change the actual behavior is very helpful. Sometimes medication is used to treat some compulsive behaviors. For example, antidepressants, which affect the chemical serotonin and norepinephrine in the brain, are used in some serious cases of compulsive shopping, sexual behavior. And even eating. This is because it is believed these chemicals are involved in the desire to act. Antidepressants or anti-anxiety medications may be used, however, in any compulsive behavior problem when it is felt that depression or anxiety are present and driving the compulsion. Do you have a problem I can help with? If so, email me at HowCanIHelp at SenecaWomen.com. All centers remain anonymous. And listen every Friday to How Can I Help? With me, Dr. Gail Saltz.